0: This program may contain adult themes and nudity, and you can never go wrong with that. Speaking of always being right, views expressed on this program are those of life-experienced mechanics. Continued listening may cause addiction, and in rare cases, a rash. Discretion is advised.
1: A mechanic tries to fix your car. No matter if you're near or far, Here, change your oil or fix your flat, and you'll do it just like that.
0: Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740 or toll-free at one 740
2: 4740 See, I didn't have to get told to do that because I got to know to do that because Dave's not here.
1: That's right, Dave's not here. Dave's
2: not here. But as a matter of fact, it's going to be a bit of a surprise later. Guess who's calling in? Uh, could, I don't it be, want... could it be Dave? It, it is, actually is Dave. And that is the voice today of Brian Max, who's sitting beside me. Brian, thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks, Alan. I'm glad to be here.
2: Yeah, Brian is an uh, automotive writer and uh, an enthusiast, and you actually drive cars too.
1: Yeah, I drive all sorts of things. That, but my not l- to the
2: plaza and back. We're talking. We're um, talking on the racetrack.
1: Yeah, on the racetrack. My my passion is racing cars. So I've been doing that for a long, long time. Absolutely love it.
2: Wow, that's great.
1: And uh, and
2: we didn't talk. You, you got any battle wounds to show?
1: Uh, you know what? I do. As a matter of fact, I've got a chipped tooth. Okay. Uh, and I keep that there as a reminder of not to race in a certain <laughs> yeah. series.
2: Uh, a particularly serious. you're talking about, like, on the way to work. And...
1: Oh, that that's also a good reminder. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's a little scary.
2: All right, we've got Jeff Coy on, uh, not, not on the phone. Actually, he's been on the phone a few times, but actually in person. Thanks for coming down today, Jeff. Oh, thanks for having me. Jeff is from Lant Insurance. Lant Insurance is a specialty kind of insurance. So if you've got a classic car, if you've got... Uh, You know, a really neat little car that you work on, but only drive it once in a while on nice days in the summer. You're going to want to give us a call because Jeff's got a product that will take care of your needs and 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 the price is right too. It is so excellent. So uh, we will be right back after the break. Um, if you've got a car care question, uh, Brian and myself. Well, Brian's not a tech, but but he knows an awful lot about cars, anyways.
1: I know a lot about a lot about driving, a lot about uh, new cars, of course, and uh, and tires as All right. well.
2: Super. So you got a car care question? Give us a call. I've got uh, forty odd years of automotive experience, and uh, that's it. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. All right. This is Dave's Corner Garage. My name is Alan Gelman. I'm from Glen Allen Motors Up and Downs. You and Brian Max is here. Brian, you have a website that uh, people can check out your stuff at.
1: Yeah, Maria, My main site right now is called voosvvuzz.com. Uh-huh. dot Uh huh. And all of our great car stuff. There's stuff from our YouTube channel. Uh, any any reviews, car stories, uh, all sorts of things. And and we tend to focus on performance and premium cars.
2: Premium cars? What? You mean the fancy, luxury, expensive ones?
1: The fancy, luxury, expensive ones that I like to drive.
2: Oh, like the uh, like that one in your picture with you in the Superman cape.
1: Yeah, that Bentley Continental. That was a that was a lovely car. I'm a big fan of Bentleys. There is uh-huh. nothing like a good Bentley.
2: Well, you know what? I'll have to take you up on it one day. Next time you get one as a as as a as a loaner or a demo car, you got to come by. I'd love to go for a drive with it. Um, the only thing I ever drive is. Uh, you know, mama's uh, soccer vans for the most part. (laughs) It's got a noise in the back, and we can't seem to figure it out, and we're kind of wondering what it is. Anyways, if you drive a a super nice car like a Bentley or, uh, you know, some car that you've uh, treated with kid gloves and, you know, you only drive it on nice days in the summer, as I said earlier, we've got Jeff Coy here from Lant Insurance. So tell us us what it's about.
3: It's about uh, insuring classic cars. Uh, We've been doing this for 39 years at Lant Insurance, Uh and... uh, Just what we specialize in. Uh, We offer a a product that uh, really uh, addresses the needs of the collector car Uh, hobbyist who uh, doesn't use their car every day, doesn't drive it as a daily driver.
2: And I I guess that's the key, isn't it? I mean, you know, I I only drive it maybe 10 times or a dozen times the whole year. Why should I pay a full pop for insurance, right. Right.
3: Right, and that's what our program is based on. The rates are are, are kind of prorated, you know, knowing that we, you don't drive it uh, twelve months a year, seven days a week, mm-hmm. and uh, typically the rates are forty five to fifty percent less than regular car insurance rates.
2: Wow, almost half price. Yeah. Well, because uh, you know you're you're going to figure you're, you're driving it not even six months of the year, especially up here in Canada. Um, but you have coverage for the entire year, correct? Yeah,
3: coverage is on entire year. As I said, it's kind of prorated, so you don't have to bother. You know, for example, uh, on, on Wednesday it was uh, you know sixteen degrees out. You could take your collector out for a spin, give it a run around around the block. Uh, so you don't have to worry about calling us and adding coverage back on.
2: Which I guess it was in the old days. That's what you had to do. I mean, if you, unless you wanted to pay full pop all year, you know, you basically just had your your your, your liability insurance for the off right. season, and then you had full coverage for the on season. Um, But you say you have to call the insurance company every time you want to put it back and forth. Every time,
3: yeah. And, you know, what happens there is people forget. And they think, oh, I already paid for that. And, you know, it's nice. And they're driving it and uh, no insurance on
2: it. Any limitations to to how much somebody can drive it? I mean, you know, there's some cars, uh, you know, that actually people, you know, are fun to drive. and, And they may want to
3: drive it every day in the summer. Is there any limitation that way? Sure no there's the limitation is that it's not used as your daily driver. You have another car that's your daily driver, and this is just your your toy so yeah, if you're you know you're not working and uh, you might want to drive it every day because you're out visiting friends and getting a coffee right you know down uh, get some ice cream a nice day that's that's what it's all about enjoying the car, but it's not your primary vehicle that you're using you know for as your grocery getter.
2: so if you get an accident at eight o'clock on the Don Valley parkway is do you, do you sort of scratch your head and going. Hang on, what kind of pleasure drive was that?
3: Yeah, especially we, we had we had one in December on the okay. Don Valley Parkway. At oh, there you nine go. The <laughs> so, you know, that's yeah, that's, uh, that's you're going to get a few questions as to uh, you know what's your daily driver for real.
2: And uh, I guess then the other side of the coin, of course, is that um, you know you're talking about cars value, and and you know you 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 can see a huge wide spectrum. Of a car's value. For example, you know, we talk about, let's say, uh, a Camaro or a Mustang that they built gazillions of. And, right. you know, just because it's a 72 Mustang and it's got a stripe on it, you know, it may only be worth $10,000. But, you know, Buddy's watching uh, Barrett Jackson goes, I saw one of those for a half a million. Um, well, of course, it, it yeah. comes down to so many different things. You know, who owned it? How many were made? Is it a special edition? Things like that. How do you guys come up with a proper price or
3: an amount, an evaluation? Well, it's a discussion with the client, uh, you know, about the cars. You said they're all individual, um, what they have. So, um, yeah, we do have those people that call after watching Barry Jackson say they've you know, got the same car just went across the block for yeah. <laughs> one hundred fifty thousand, but uh, you know, my car is in dollars What's going on? So right. What we do is that as for uh, we we have uh, resources that uh, we can tap into t- to have all the the uh, auction results across North America mm-hmm. um, to give us an, an average market value. And that's where we start the conversation with the client. Right. We ask for pictures. Uh, we want to know the condition of the car. And in some cases, we do ask for an appraisal. You now, know, do you, do you have
2: your own appraisers in case someone
3: doesn't have their own you know, appraiser? Yeah, we have a network of appraisers that we refer to. Yeah. And these are guys who
2: are experienced, and, and they yeah. know what the cars are worth, and they've, they've looked into it and stuff like that. Oh,
3: definitely, yeah. yeah, We definitely we screen all of our appraisers and uh, before we get them on board as, as a referral. So that they know what they're doing.
2: All right. Well, super. You know, I've got somebody on the line, John in Tobico, and um, we're gonna put him on hold because we got a commercial break right now, and we'll talk to him right after the break. But he's he's got a car that uh, maybe maybe we can hook you guys up, eh? Great. Sounds good. All right, super. This is Dave's Corner Garage. You got a car care question? You got an insurance question? Or if you want to know which Bentley is the hottest one on the road, you can give us a call. We've got all that information right here, right now. This is Dave's Corner Garage. All right, we're back. We've got an exciting show today. We've got Brian Max in here. Brian is an automotive writer and racer. And um, you write more or race more?
1: I, I unfortunately, write more. <laughs> I'd like to race more, though.
2: Well, uh, you know what? Uh, as, as a writer, you get to uh, imbibe or kind of... You, you could actually... See, I was doing so hot on the track today, you know. You could be making this stuff up, eh? Uh,
1: I could, but I'm actually the only one, I think, in North America that doesn't make that stuff
2: up. <laughs> All right, super. And we've got Jeff Coy from Lant Insurance. And just before the break, we're talking about classic cars, and that's what Jeff does. And we've got a caller named John who's calling in from Etobicoke who's got a, a neat car, I think. It's a 93 Miata. Is that right, John? Yes, that's right. Good morning. How are you? Excellent.
4: Yourself? Good, thank you. Yeah, I, I wanted to Lotus a land that would start... Oh, so you bought a Miata? Yeah, a little more reliable. Well, a little bit, yeah, yeah. But it's it's a great car. Had it since brand new. It's mm-hmm. got a whopping forty eight thousand kilometers on it. Uh huh. Um, and it of course, never winter driven. Actually, it's only been in the rain eight times. Well, traditionally,
2: how have you insured it?
4: Uh, with, uh, traditional insurance, quite frankly, because I have other vehicles as well and it's under the same policy. So, I mean, I do sort of just have comprehensive on when the car is not on the road mm-hmm. and then full road coverage with liability when, uh, basically from May till November.
1: Well, as Jeff was saying earlier,
2: but, but a couple of weeks ago when it was like really nice out, didn't you have a in to maybe put it on the road?
4: No, too much salt. Are you kidding? <laughs> no, no, right. no. Hey, but I'm not anal.
3: <laughs> All right, Jeff. What can we do for him? Oh, we we can take a look at that for sure. Um it's low mileage, uh, fits our plan as a as a classic uh, collector. So uh and sounds it's, like the it's use not
4: quite 25 years old yet though.
3: That's okay. We started 15 years old. Look really? at them.
4: Yep. Holy cow. So that's that's the new age of majority, isn't it? Yeah, that's it.
2: That's it. Well, and, John, what kind of money do you think your car is worth?
4: Oh, yeah, you know, I, I mean, to be generous. I mean, they're starting to appreciate a little more because people are, are really getting into the NAs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. Uh, because they're very close to what the new Miata is like. I mean, the new Miata is only like 200 pounds heavier than the original. Right. So I, I would say between five and 8000 being generous.
3: And um, what do you think about that, Jeff? That sounds that's, that's pretty much, sounds, much what it's yeah, worth. That's pretty much right on there. If you uh, – if you want to go to our our, uh, our website, you can get a quick quote in about fifteen seconds. Uh, give you an idea of what the what the premium is going to be, and then uh, you can give us a call and set it up. So d-
4: now this, I, I imagine this would also be uh, liability coverage as well. Are we talking two, three million dollars worth of liability, or
3: you can get up to two million dollars? Oh, uh, Okay. De- de- and what's the deductible like? Uh, the deductible would start at uh, five hundred.
4: Uh, okay. But you cool. have you yeah, have options. It's not like I've ever worked in insurance or anything. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. You've, <laughs> you've got options there. But okay, it, the cool. quick, so quick code give you a 500 deductible and a million dollars liability.
4: Now, do I have to insure the car for road, roadability for the entire year, or can I just do comp for like six to seven months?
3: No, our rates are based on uh, insuring it for the year, and um, they're like I said, they're, they're 45% less than general uh, insurance out there, so it's kind of prorated knowing that you're not driving it year-round.
4: Oh, I see. Okay,
2: cool. All right, so there you go. You're going to have full insurance for the entire year. And it's going to cost you half the price. Yeah. Landinsurance.ca. Thank you very much. All
4: no right. Problem. Thanks for
2: calling in with that, John. I hope he's out in the garage uh, polishing it up, eh? He probably is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Wax on, wax off. That, that's right. All right, Perfect. Karate kids now. <laughs> and uh, so it's about half. So I guess up until now, John, if he wanted to take it out during the year, he'd have to call the insurance company. Right. And, and, and that's traditionally what people do, I guess, eh?
3: Yeah, yeah, and, you know, you made a good point. Not a lot of people want to take it out because of the salt on the roads, but, uh, you know, in in a few weeks, a little bit more rain, that's uh, that's going to be washed away, and, uh, you know, you're ready to go whenever, whenever you have a nice day or whenever you have the inkling, just take it out for a spin.
2: Now, there was some kind of rule in terms of age of car and what's considered a classic and what isn't. Actually, I had someone write me a couple of weeks ago and said, that's not really a classic. I mean, but, you know, these are kind of loose kind of rules. Now, a classic, like you say, is 15 years. Is that all there is to it?
3: Well we start at the year 15 years and then we're looking at uh, you know a limited edition limited production models um vehicles that have been uh, kept you know like he said driven very rarely eight times in the rain i think he mentioned um so that uh, they're they're low mileage they're they're used as a as a classic as a collector there's something that's special to that person that uh, yeah that, but
2: but you know there's certain cars that that are really somebody's you know cats me out kind of thing i remember we used to have a lady that had, like, an old Cadillac Brome and, um, um, you know, and it was this big tank of a car. I mean, age-wise, I guess it would have classified, but is is that a
3: classic car, you know? Well, it it would depend on the situation, the individual, you know, what they use it for. And, and um, so that's basically what it comes down to, is whether this is a daily
2: driver or it's not a daily driver. Exactly, yeah. And, yeah. and again, you don't... Uh, you you trust people on that? I mean, you don't uh, you don't do mileage figures, take pictures of odometers, things like that.
3: Not generally, no, no. We would just uh, if if there's questionable. Usually, mm-hmm. you can tell from the pictures and the condition of the car, right? But um, you know, there are some cars out there with higher mileage that would qualify because at one time they were going to start off as a daily driver and mm-hmm. now they're a classic. Right. All
2: right, super. Actually, when I come back from the break, we want to talk about the bad stuff. In other words, when something bad happens, how we deal with that. All, sure. All right, super. This is Dave's Corner Garage, and uh, we're going to take a break right now, and uh, we'll be back in just a couple of moments. All right, we're back. And quickly, I want to talk about uh, what happens to that classic car of yours if you do, you know, prang it, and you got to take it to the panel beater.
3: Um for those who don't understand what the heck I just said, uh, you had an accident and has got to go to the body shop. All right, what do they do? Well, when you're putting a claim in, then uh, you choose the shop. We don't uh, have preferred shops or send you anywhere. You choose the shop. You usually go to, you know, the guy that, who's done work on your car mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. someone in your club maybe has referred you to these guys and know Miata's what? it what Right, it right, be, right, 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 right. You know, and uh, they, they specialize in doing it, and they know how to fix these collector cars because you just can't take it to the average. A uh, franchise out there, to, to No, exactly. Somebody who's
2: only we're used to working on brand-new cars going to have no clue how to do it. Right. And you want it done right, so this way you go to your own shop. Excellent. Yeah. All right, speaking of uh, guys with years of experience underneath their fingernails, we got uh, Dave Renninger on the line. Dave, how are you? I'm freezing down here. Get out. No, oh, wait.
1: baloney. Tell me, how cold
2: is it?
5: <laughs> you know, they always say
2: that. 73. Mm. Oh,
1: that's yeah. tough, Dave.
2: How are you surviving? Yeah. I'll never know.
5: I had to put on shorts. i would
2: be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's mighty cold here. I'll tell you, it's like my minus ten with the uh, with the wind chill. Uh, I can't, know. can't believe it. And 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 then on I think this coming week it's going up to the plus ten or something. It's a huge spread. Anyways, Dave, you know you're down in Florida and uh, you got to think or think about think about things and um you know what have you been well, pondering? A
5: couple of things. Mm-hmm? Okay, a couple of things. First off. Uh, Jeff, you know, on his website, you we are talking about the land insurance. Yes. He has an events page that tells you what's coming up uh, in the next month his, uh, as far as cars are concerned.
0: Oh, so, like uh, car shows and Motorama. things like that? Mm hmm.
5: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Motor- Motorama's coming up on the 10th. And the auto auction, according to Jeff, is uh, May 5th, 6th, and 7th That's right. of the uh, month of May.
2: So this is classic car auction, you're talking.
5: Yes. Classic car auction. The cars down here are absolutely beautiful. Okay. They're so no rustic, just, just gorgeous cars.
2: Well, they're all and, uh, pretty much new, aren't they?
5: Most of them are leased, yeah. And then you see the trucks going north to uh, the, the northern states where they, they sell them off.
2: So the only classics you're seeing down in Florida are blue-haired ladies, not so much cars.
5: Uh, well, when you got to go down to Miami, there's tons of good stuff.
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> I got an email the other day about yep. you know self-driving cars. Yes. And the effect of self-driving cars on the American economy. Uh, did you know there were 600,000 Uber drivers in the U.S. Right. 180,000 taxi drivers, 168,000 bus drivers, and 550,000 school bus drivers.
2: And how's that going to relate all- to autonomous vehicles?
5: They're going to end up losing their jobs at the end. They're saying over five million Americans, their jobs are at risk because of self-driving cars.
2: Uh, well, I know they've been doing this in Europe already. They've got they've got trucks that are going between city to city that are totally autonomous.
1: Well, actually, yeah. some of those are are manned yet. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, the the thing about autonomous cars, is it's going to take a while for them to work through basically the economy for for you know either companies or individuals to buy them.
2: So what we're saying is that, you know,
1: before the future happens, it, it could take another 10 or 15 years at least? Exactly. And, and 20 years. 20 years, yeah, okay. Yeah, that, that that sounds about right. Manufacturers are, are still fixated on this, this 2020 thing um, as their target for introducing autonomous vehicles, fully autonomous vehicles. I don't think they're going to meet it, but we'll see how that goes.
2: Well, besides the fact that it, the transition's not going to happen overnight either. I mean, you're gonna, still going to have classics and cars that people would, you know, with steering wheels in them. So- um Dave, it's nice that you want to give all these people a heads up, but but they'll almost be dead by the time this happens. I'm thinking, no?
5: Well, hopefully we'll still be around. But here's the, here's the reality. <laughs> yeah? Between their cars and robotic warehouses, the government's stepping up and saying they should tax robots just like humans. How's that? Well, if you have a robot running your warehouse, he has to pay taxes just like a human being. So the government has, in other words, saying, just because we lost the workers, why should we lose the income?
2: Mm, okay. And, well, in so fact, we might- in fact, a lot of them talking, you know, with this Trump situation here, how, you know, they want to move the jobs back to Canada, um, you know, or back to the United States. They're not necessarily going to employ more people because you have robots no. nowadays and, and technology that, that gets rid of that. I'm sure it takes That's way exactly- less people to build a car now than it used to in the old days.
5: It's interesting what a change we're going through in, in our society when we see this stuff going on. But I love the fact that the government's already figured it out. You know, if you have a self-driving car, you're probably going to pay it four or five times to get it licensed because of the, 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 the fact that it's a self-driving robot.
2: But, so the robot, so, but, but ultimately, we, we get back down to who's responsible for the vehicle. I mean, you know, yeah. if, if you've got that upper-tiered car that has no controls in it, how can you make, make the driver responsible when there is no driver?
3: Yeah, that's, oh, to, no,
5: that's Jeff's problem.
3: That's going to change the uh, the auto insurance industry. It's really going does to does it ever? It. Yeah, yeah,
5: absolutely right. You're absolutely right. You know, there were almost twenty accidents already with self driving cars getting hit in the back. Well, the I think, reason being is they actually stop on stop signs.
1: Exactly that. Well, then, that's, that's right.
2: I mean, you know, you can't. Well, I guess you could program a car to, to do a California stop, couldn't you? You know, you just do a slow roll. Well,
1: of course, you, of course, you could. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't. You know, any any uh, self driving vehicle producers not going to start breaking the law, that's for sure. One interesting thing, uh, Volvo has been on record saying that any of their fully autonomous cars, um, they're taking responsibility for if they're involved in a crash.
2: Wow, that's really nice wow. of them. Um, well, you know, um, it's a good thing that they want to do that. I mean, they're, they're going to have to ultimately. But, uh, you know, the big thing for me is this interim sign of stage. You know, we're talking about it's going to be 20 years before everybody's all the cars are on the road or, or well, not even then, but... They will finally get on the road, but they're still going to be driving cars now and and what for me is is the lack of um you know people have to be in tune with what they're driving and and to know yeah. what the capabilities of their car or not um as it happens, the car that I drove down here today it has you know active cruise control, for example. So it has radar sticking out the front and out the back, and it knows and will actually make the car do something. So in other words, you, if I fall asleep behind the wheel or I'm not paying attention, um, it'll apply the brakes if I get too close to the car in front of me. Um, but there's other cars that, that don't that do not do that, eh? That,
1: that's absolutely right. There's, there's such a mix of cars on the road. There's such a mix of technology that... Um, uh, you know, drivers uh, really have to adapt. And, you know, the distractions with phones and everything else is not helping the, the driving situation.
2: Don't get me started on telephones. Yeah,
1: yeah sorry about that.
5: <laughs> Can you imagine? Hot Rod magazine will come out with a stick that you put into your car and you go, you know, increase the performance of your self driving car. <laughs> <Could be.
2: laughs> All right, Dave, have yourself a great time. Don't forget the uh, sunscreen.
5: Yes. I've been inside painting, hanging pictures. Moving furniture and cutting grass. I'm really happy.
2: <laughs> That's a holiday, eh? <laughs> That's a holiday. right. All
5: Stay right, nice in a couple of
2: weeks. All right. Take care. Thanks for calling in. All right. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We've got Brian Max here. We've got Jeff Coy from Lant Insurance. And uh, we're going to take your calls right after this break. We're back. We're talking about autonomous cars. Well, at least Dave was, and um, we've got um, Jeff from Plant Insurance here, and the insurance company is going to have to change considerably, aren't they, as this stuff comes out? They're,
3: yeah, it's going to revitalize, just turn the uh, auto insurance upside down because you're going to be looking at who, you, who you're insuring. You're insuring the manufacturers uh, instead of the drivers. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, some cars may be autonomous and manual driving, if you want to say that. Uh you know where does where where does that liability cut off? And uh, it's yeah, it's really uh, really going to change the industry. And uh, nothing it's going it, to it's going to do is is um, there's going to be a lot less collisions and accidents.
2: Okay, now let, for people who don't know what we're talking about here, we're talking about V to V, in other words, vehicle to vehicle communication. In other words, cars will have will be sending signals out. This will be like like on the internet, I guess, or radio signals. So they'll be able to talk to each other so they know who's on the road, how close they are, whether they're coming towards them, going away from them. And that's going to cut down accidents tremendously, isn't it?
3: It is. It is. So that's going to cut down uh, everything. And, uh, you know, as we see true auto insurance premiums today, it will lower them. Well, exactly.
2: Because, you know, they're talking about, I think, 90% of the accidents should, in fact, in theory,
3: not happen anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So that, uh, that... like I said, that's a huge change in the industry and, affects the, all the way down the chain and from the insurance companies to the brokers that, uh, you know, it'll... Geez. Well, that,
2: that'll be a good thing, but, but on the other side of the coin, Brian, I mean, you're involved in, in a lot of the, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, social networking and stuff. Oh, sure. You know, people are concerned about their, their uh, you know, finding out too much about themselves, their privacy, and, and, and aren't those the people who are, are, are against this kind of thing?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, privacy is another consideration and 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 I think it was a, a quaint notion in the in the 20th century, but there's there's really no such thing as privacy anymore. If you think there is, it's it's long been gone and and that sort of your driving data is definitely going to be shared with multiple parties and and mm-hmm. some of it perhaps already is. You know, for example, with with Tesla, uh-huh. uh they're they're, you know, they've uh, they've had multiple instances of their customers blaming the car and they've been saying, "No, no, no, no." You know, here's the data from the car. You crashed it. The car was, you know, was totally innocent in this mess. And, uh, you know, later this year, uh, Cadillac is coming out with their Super Cruise that's sort of similar to Tesla's. Um, uh, auto what it, what pilot, it, whatever auto you pilot. want to call yeah. it, yeah. And uh, you know, it'll it'll have the same data sharing uh, ability as as Tesla. So you know, the, your 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 driving data is going to be shared, and not with just one party, not with the automaker, but with multiple parties for sure.
2: So there's nothing you can do. I mean, if you're going to buy this car,
1: that's the way it's going to be. Absolutely. Or you can buy a uh, a collector car and uh, you know, one that doesn't have data sharing uh, ability.
2: Well, exactly, and uh, it won't know what's around them. Because, uh, because there's not sharing anything. That's so true. but uh, And it's a great way to spy on your teenager and, uh, you know, find out exactly where they've been and uh, what they've been up to. Yeah, if
1: my teenager drove, I'd be very interested. But, uh, <laughs> you know, he's he's a city kid and he's not terribly interested in driving.
2: But I guess at the end of the day, I mean, we should be happy that, that, you know, the collisions and personal injuries are going to be cut
1: way down. I mean, how can that be bad? Oh, that's a good thing. Yeah, this yeah. is a good thing. I mean, a couple of years ago, I was rear-ended by a, by a young woman who was mm-hmm. on her phone. And, you know, this is this is going to continue for a little while, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm looking forward to the time where cars can do most of that stuff.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah I think it'll be a great thing. But, I, I, again, like, uh, you know, I mentioned before about the – people not being aware of what their car can have. I mean, uh, I was on holidays a couple just last, last winter, actually, with another couple. And my friend always drives a fun, you know, fancy high-end model car. And we're driving a 10-year-old rental car down in the Caribbean because, you know, the rental car, you want to deal on a car? It's not like they rust, okay? So sure enough, my buddy's backing up and all of a sudden, bang, you know, and I said, what happened? And he goes, well, the I, the beeper didn't go off. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, this cart doesn't have a beeper, you know? It's got a rear-view mirror. All you have to do is look in the mirror, or God help you, turn your head around. Just look. Imagine that. Yeah, amazing concept, eh? Um, all right, we're going to go back to the calls after the break, I guess, because uh, I wasn't paying attention, and there goes the music, and, uh, you know, Sebastian is doing the best he can to keep this little uh, car on the tracks, and he's doing a great job so far. Everybody, hurry! Nice job, Sebastian. This is Dave's Corner Garage. If you've got a car question, you're welcome to give us a call. But after the break, as a matter of fact, now that I look at the schedule and see what's going on, Darren Bossens is going to be here from Sale and Tires. So you have got a car care question. That was hard to say. Car care. Car care question. Thanks, Brian. I appreciate that. My pleasure. Well, that's because you're an automotive journalist. <laughs> Can speak the I language. That. This <laughs> Queen's English. She's good at it, eh? All right, we're going to talk to Darren right about Sale and Tires right after this break
0: hybrids and electrics we want to hear from you too because dave's corner garage is an equal opportunity show to reach dave and alan on zoomer radio call 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740 or pass on your regards and your question at davescornergarage.com
6: s stands for safety Salem winter tires have the safety standards of many national brand tires, but cost up to 50% less. So we figure M should represent money. A, the added peace of mind in Salem's 30-day risk-free trial. R for being reliable. And T for delivering traction when you need it most. Drive smart this season on Salem's Ice Blazer Winter Tires and take Salem with you through every turn. Find a dealer near you at salintires.ca.
0: What if we could live forever? Someday, maybe. For now, concentrate on helping your engine last longer. Prestone Concentrate Antifreeze Coolant is five times more effective at protecting against corrosion than the nearest branded competitor. Prestone with patented Corgod Inhibitors delivers longer life to the sophisticated car engines of today and tomorrow. Learn more at Prestone.com. For longer engine life, choose Prestone. Are you ready? Winter is here. It's time to protect your vehicle from its worst enemy with Crown, Canada's number one rust protection. Crown's expert technicians apply an advanced formula to every area of your vehicle, helping it to last longer, look better, and maintain a higher resale value. Visit crown.com for a special offer and for the dealer nearest you. Crown. Protect, maintain, save. You're listening to Dave's Corner Garage. Brought to you in part by Sailin' Tires. Value and performance you can trust. Test drive their 30 day risk free warranty. Go to sailintires.ca. And here we go. We've got Darren
2: Bossens on the line from Sailin' Tire. Darren, thanks for joining us today. Oh, thanks for having me, Alan. How are you doing today? We're doing okay, and that's. it's a little cold out there today, but the sun is shining. And uh, just quickly, you know, it was so nice this week. I had a couple of people call the shop or actually come by. They said, well, I'm going to come by for an oil change. Should, should I bring my tires with me to change? <laughs> um, and, and, you know, as much as I would have liked to say... Yeah, well, sure. We'll pull the wheels off, check the brakes, do a whole service. I thought, you know what? No, in good conscience, I would have to say it's not quite ready yet. What's uh, what what should people use as a benchmark in terms of when to change the tires?
7: Well, definitely uh, the seven degrees Celsius. Uh, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves, and I know it's been uh, beautiful. I, I I get that feeling myself. You mm-hmm. know, it feels like almost spring. You can smell it out there, but uh, we're definitely not done winter yet. Uh, so you want to stick with that seven degrees Celsius uh, benchmark. And uh, I've looked at the forecast. It looks like most likely toward the end of March, uh, early April, uh, okay. we'll start to see that trend. Mm-hmm. But uh, April 15th is kind of a, a safe rule of thumb uh, for using, you know, for your switchover pending where you are in Canada. Well, and
2: at, at the same time, I mean, it's not like, uh, you know, it's like that old joke about the snow tires, they melted. Um you know, it's not like even if it goes to plus ten or even higher for a day or so, you're not going to have significant wear on that winter tire, are you?
7: No, no, it's not. That's not long enough to cause any uh, any real damage whatsoever. And I and I do understand now. Everybody, everybody knows it's usually um, you know very busy at the dealers uh, in spring and fall. So some people want to, might want to get ahead of that curve, but mm-hmm. you got to be careful because uh, we we've gotten snow in in early May before, so.
2: Did I ever tell you that time I went to court and I tried to convince the judge it was a snowstorm, except that the date on my ticket was for June? And, uh... Yeah, that's
7: a, that's a tough one. Yeah, he wasn't <laughs> impressed.
2: And, and, and as you're laughing, so was my best friend who was with me at the time. Uh, the entire courtroom was laughing, and I got the hammer you know hammer down on me had to pay the full fine but but again you know we got Brian in the studio today who's a a car racer or certainly an enthusiast but how you drive that tire too will could determine how long it's going to last eh?
1: oh that's for oh. sure yeah i think i think Darren can uh, definitely talk about that i mean uh, you know, for me, I, I don't drive a, a personal vehicle all that much, mm-hmm. and uh, I get lots of life out of them. Um, one, one thing I'd, l- I'd love to get your thoughts on, uh, Darren, is, is, you know, our friends in Quebec have that mandatory winter tire rule. What do you think about that in Ontario?
7: Um, it's been discussed, and um, part of the problem would be is, as you know, northern Ontario, the acceptance rate of winter tires is quite high, very similar to Quebec. So, in other and words, yes, everybody
2: yeah. already uses them?
7: Pretty much, yeah. Okay. It was. In the 70-30 range when Quebec switched over, 70 to 80% of the people were already using winters, mm-hmm. and if you recall that year, there was massive shortages with you know Quebec turning over uh, 25 to 30% of the people onto winters once the law came in place. Uh-huh. Ontario, with the larger population and a, and a lower average, um, there would be massive supply issues for sure for some time. Um, in the GTA, um, I guess they don't feel the need to, to do it, but... As you know, with the insurance companies giving a a reduction in rate if you do run winter tires, so it looks like they're starting to lean towards that. Um, In Quebec, they actually had uh, a lot less accidents. The the numbers uh, plummeted once the the, the law came into play, so they've got to be looking at that as well.
1: Uh, you know, I certainly hope so. I mean, every every winter storm in the city, I see you know something that could have some crash that could have been prevented by winter tires. And the best one I saw this winter was an SUV crashed into a telephone pole at the bottom of a hill, and the hatch was open. The hatch was full of their winter tires
2: <laughs> on their way. <laughs> on their way. <laughs> That'd be a great photo. <laughs> I was just about to get them done, eh?
7: <laughs> Good intentions.
2: But it's funny. I mean, you know, we're not we're not spring chickens here. How many how many older guys do you know are still convinced that? If you know how to drive, okay, if you know how to drive, you really don't need them. That mentality is still out there, isn't it?
7: Definitely. And, um, you know, you could almost say it's partially true in the sense that if you really know how to drive, you're going to be able to drive to the conditions based on the car's performance, the tires, et mm-hmm. um, it's It's everybody else you have to worry about um you know that don't know how to drive or in some cases have winters and think they can drive like there is no snow on the ground etc so you end up uh you know you've got to be aware of everybody else but anybody that has not run winters that has tried winters i've I've yet to know of anybody that's gone back to say you know i'm just going to run all seasons it's just the, the confidence level it's it's just so much more enjoyable driving
1: that's and great. The, the the big thing, Darren, though, is, is is stopping distance, and I think that's the you know if you if you've never driven winters, the stopping distance is dramatically shorter with a set of winters. Exactly, and you know
7: starting it's it helps with starting too, but that's not so paramount. It's you know, in some cases, we have got to get out of the way. Yes, lateral and you know move from one lane to another, or but braking is the big one. And even if you are a good driver, and you know something happens suddenly in front of you, which can happen regardless of how good you are um you're gonna you know you're gonna stop in that much shorter of a distance exactly
2: exactly no matter how good a drive you're on or what kind of technology cars got in it um yep. if you're not using your brain it ain't gonna stop so there you go darren you're gonna be awesome. in the studio with us next week i'll be there all right super have yourself a great week thanks for joining us today and uh we'll see you next thanks gentlemen all right good take soon. care bye-bye okay All right, this is Dave's Corner Garage. We've got a little bit of time left if you've got a car care question. We're going to talk to Al after the break. He's got a car that's been parked for a long time, almost as long as he's been waiting for us to answer that question, eh? Well, Al, if you're still there, we're going to get to your call right after this break.
0: Care to state your opinion about something you heard on the show? Contact Dave and Alan at davescornergarage.com or express yourself verbally. I really don't
4: care for the way you're speaking to me.
0: By calling the Dave line anytime at 905-567-5500. Watching Glen Allen Motors perform warranty-approved service for an honest price is something to admire. But frankly, who has the time? So help yourself to one of Glen Allen's free loaner cars and get on with your day. They'll give you a jingle when your car's ready. Just promise to fill the tank with gas and try not to smash it up. Reserve a loaner in advance at glenallenmotors.com. Better service, better prices. Put your trust in Glenn Allen Motors to fix it right the first time and never overcharge.
6: S stands for safety. Salem winter tires have the safety standards of many national brand tires but cost up to 50% less. So we figure M should represent money. A, the added peace of mind in Salem's 30-day risk-free trial. R, for being reliable. And T, for delivering traction when you need it most. Drive smart this season on Salen's Ice Blazer Winter Tires and take Salen with you through every turn. Find a dealer near you at SailenTires.ca.
2: All right, this is Dave's Corner Garage. This hour has gone by quick, and uh, Al's been hanging on the line, and I want to say thank you for, uh, we appreciate you doing that. Al, you got a question about a vehicle that's been parked for a while, I understand.
8: Yes, I do. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I've got a a GMC truck that's been parked for approximately a year and it's got a rust inhibitor on it and uh, that seems to be drawing the battery down flat but the truck's been sitting basically for a year not being used Mm -hmm. and I'm going to restart it so I just want to know should I be checking the brakes to make sure that they're uh, cleaned up and uh, the fuel's uh, good and all that sort of thing before I fire the thing up.
2: Well how handy are you yourself? Um, Not too bad. Well, if it's only been parked for a year, um, I don't think it'll be too bad. In fact, Brian and I were talking about it off break about his as as he's an automotive enthusiast and a and a writer. His own cars don't get driven an awful lot. And, and, and periodically he's had he said his wife's car was parked for a year and it fired right up. Um, certainly. Yeah. In a year's time, you know, the gas may have gone funny a bit. Your battery is going to be low. Um, but well, in the batteries of,
8: are flat, and I think it's the rustic inhibitor which really draws the batteries down.
2: Well, you know what? Even without it, uh, the battery would go flat yeah, anyways. If, yeah,
1: chances are it would have gone flat over the over so, the So,
2: I mean, if you've got some kind of trickle charger, or even if you and, and and you, we would suggest that you charge the battery up for a bit first, rather than just boosting it and letting it go, because uh, you know the alternator on the car, for example, is not built to to charge a battery right from scratch, okay? Um, you could overload it or overload the wiring and cause a fire. Um, so get, take the battery out if you can, and, and or g- again, get a charger and, and put a charge on it. Um, of course, check the levels first, and then turn the key and see what happens. Now, uh, if you're lucky and it does start, by all means, um, you're going to want to put some fresh gas in it, but I don't think it's a case of having to drain what's in there. Um, the cars are pretty good these days. Brian, you had lots of luck with yours. It fired right up, eh? Yeah, it
1: had, I think the car had about half a tank of gas in it, and mm-hmm. Uh, you know, fired it up and, and, and took it for a spin. It was thankfully in a garage which, yeah, which made a big difference. Which Al, made is it, made your, a difference.
2: And where's your truck been parked? Outside I, or inside? It's,
8: it's,
1: you know, outside. So I was just wondering
8: about the rust on the brake pads. And,
2: and well, there's was, no question the, the brakes cars. are going to no question about the brakes. I mean, they're going to be rusty. Um, I mean, obviously when you get in the car, you want to pump the pedal a few times just to see that you've got a pedal. Um, you know, and then at that point once the engine is is warmed up you know, and you've let it run for a few minutes uh, you know, put it in gear and, and see if it'll move, uh, it may get stuck. You didn't put the parking brake on by chance, did you? No. That's good because they always get stuck on. <laughs> they sure do. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you're going to want to drive it, you know, really carefully down at the first intersection, apply the brakes a few times and see what happens. I mean, there, there's going to be a grinding noise guaranteed, okay, yeah. uh, because the surface of the drums and the uh, the rotors are going to be full of rust. Um, And then and then again, you know, as you stop it, see how it feels. Um, It's going to be noisy. You're going to feel guarantee you're going to feel a bad pulsation Um, and uh, take it around a block a few times. If you've seen that that diminishes, um, well, then, you know, just again, increase the speed and and, and drive it and see how it feels. I I think at the end of the day, it's probably going to be best to take it to the garage. Um, The difference being that you'll be able to drive it rather than having to tow it um, and take it down there and and have them do a full brake service because, you know, people forget even, even if they're driving the car regularly, the pads do have to come apart. They have to come out of the calipers. If they're not lubricated properly, they start to wear out. In fact, you may feel it right away. You know, you'll apply the brake and all of a sudden the wheel will just, you know, steering wheel may twist right out of your hand because it's got a, a hung-up pad or caliper. So, yeah, you want to get that done, and um, you should be able to carry on from there. And what about uh, the
8: rust inhibitor? Does that draw the battery? Like, the battery seems to always go flat if I leave this thing sitting for any length of time. The batteries just seem to die out because of the rust inhibitor, I figure.
2: Well, you know what? There's a lot of us that feel that the rust inhibitor really doesn't do a whole lot to begin with. Um, no, that's what I think, yeah. Yeah, except for the LED flashing on it. Um, I don't know that it does a whole lot. Um, we tell people that they... You know, the, the old the old rust, the spray is way better. So, you know, Crown has been um, one of our sponsors for many years. I've used the product on the car myself. I think it works great. Yeah. Um, electronically, yeah, I don't I don't see that it, it does a whole lot except for make the uh, the guy who's selling it an awful lot of money. You know how much they sell those for?
1: I have no idea what I... I, I you it's, know, a,
2: it's a little box. You don't know what we're talking
1: about? I do know, what, but it's never been a consideration for me. I mean, you know, no, Crown, no. Crown works really well.
2: It does. Um, and besides the fact, in terms of your battery, you know, there's so many things nowadays that have what they call keep alive memory. Um, so there's always what they call a parasitic draw on that battery, which is uh, even in a good day, they tell you that, you know, if you're going to let the car sit for more than two months even, disconnect the battery. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, make sure you write down the PIN number for your radio so that your mechanic doesn't go crazy after. <laughs> no, that's right. Oh, sorry. Oh, you're not. We can't give you that number on the telephone. Um, yeah, a lot of new radios, GPS. Um, yeah, it, it can get pretty crazy that way. Um, so, yeah, you're going to disconnect the battery. Or, Brian, you had mentioned, too, um, you have a battery tender. Maybe you want to explain what that's about.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, it, it just maintains uh, it just maintains uh, the battery while, while the car is sitting dormant. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the battery stays fully charged. And, uh, and then when you need the car again, it fires up without any issue. And uh, they're inexpensive. I can't remember what I paid for that, but uh, it wasn't very much. All
2: right, Al, thanks very much. I
1: hope we were able to help you.
8: No, that's a great. That's great information. Appreciate it.
2: All right, super. And then, then you know, if it's parked outside too, they've got they've got the um, the solar cells too. Hey, eh? do you know if they work very well in terms of keeping the battery up?
1: I've never had any experience with those. Okay, yeah, I don't know.
2: Well, come on. You're a journalist. You can make that up.
1: Oh, right. You're the honest guy. Yeah, I'm the only honest guy
2: in the
3: business.
2: (laughs) Jeff, I want to thank you for coming down to uh, the show today, for taking time on the weekend. That was really nice of you.
3: Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me.
2: And uh, people want to find out more about custom car insurance. How do they do that?
3: Landinsurance.ca, 1-800-461-4099. Excellent. And uh, that's right. It's a great way for people to
2: save money on car insurance. You know, you're only driving it part of the time. So why pay full time when you can- pay for half i think what you were saying why not who who likes to pay half exactly and and besides the fact that uh you know you get the car appraised and that's a great idea and, and brian you working on anything special right now
1: well we're working on the, the new race season this year so we're uh-huh. racing in the uh, nissan micro cup here in ontario and quebec we'll be at uh, mostport for labor day weekend and of course uh, uh victoria day weekend Yeah. what's the in yeah May.
2: so what's the first one
1: Victoria Day weekend at Mosport. It's uh, it's their first big weekend of the year, mm-hmm. and uh, there'll be you know tens of thousands of people there watching our little Nissan's running around. Not and really. <laughs> <laughs> and how will they know your car or your team? We're number thirteen, lucky thirteen. Wow. And, uh, yeah, we, You know, we. That's have, pretty uh, ballsy
2: to go with a number like that, eh?
1: Uh, you know what? I've always wanted to race under number 13, and uh, th- <laughs> this was the, this was the, the uh, championship to do it. In. And, and uh, the, cars, the car's a blast. Our partners at uh, Guelph and Waterloo Nissan have been absolutely fantastic to work with, and uh, the, the series is a blast to race in.
2: There you go, and uh, I'm sure it does a wonder for selling Nissans, that's for
1: sure. L- at least micros, for sure.
2: <laughs> All right, thanks for coming down. Next week, we're going to have Darren Boston in the studio, and uh, we're going to be talking to Jimmy Matthews from Leasebusters, and I will have another special guest. And her name is Christina. So make sure you tune in. Thank you very much, Sebastian, for doing a great job behind the board. We got to run. Keep the greasy side down and the shiny side up, I think Dave says. Drive safe, everyone. We'll see you next week.